0: Let's just start the podcast off. What's up? What's up? What's up? Rafael, <laughs> Jeff,
1: at the beach. Let's you know uh... It's, it's, okay, either Rafael or Rafael. Rafael. Not Rafael, it's not Spanish. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not
0: Spanish. <laughs> Alright, uh... Where should I put this thing? I
1: should just Wait, put it is it, it recording?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... A... Dope. Alrighty. Let's okay. uh... Let's see if this works. Let's see if this uh this can manifest possibly. Um and one of the questions I had for you is why do you guys communicate differently in Brazil?
1: Yeah then um,
0: like why like your calls are um it's not really calls, it's like call messages.
1: Yeah the thing it's is it's like
0: you're it's like you're constantly playing phone tag.
1: Yeah the thing is we we all use this app in Brazil called WhatsApp. Wow. Um, and the thing is, like, the, the, the cell phone companies, they they have this service, uh, this plan, where if you use WhatsApp, like, any data that you use on WhatsApp is for free. So, literally, all the Brazilian population, every, like, all the states, everyone uh, in Brazil communicates through WhatsApp, professionally uh, and, you know, socially. So you guys yeah. just leave, and we send a lot of audios. Yeah, you guys send. Which I send, think it's very interesting. You guys think, send, yeah. on,
0: like nearly only. It's like leaving voicemails. Yeah. It's just like you leave voicemails constantly to each other.
1: Yeah, and you can know if the other person uh, listened to it. So I actually, so you can, think see, it's, you can um, see if it's been listened. It's okay. a great advantage of using WhatsApp. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. Um,
0: right now, we're currently at the beach. Right now at the beach, uh, Santa Monica Beach, hanging out, chilling, just saw some dolphins. There's uh, two guys in front of us doing some weird dance moves, and uh, we're not quite sure exactly uh, what they're doing, but uh, I would say it's been a weird day so far (laughs) to chalk it up, and yet somehow yeah, look at this guy, dude. He's just going, man. He's just going.
1: I think they're rehearsing. For yeah, they People could. They,
0: really could they could. They could be rehearsing, but uh, he almost just sounds like is, this is almost looks like a mating dance, you know? Looks like he's just trying to trying to uh, get someone to flock to him, and uh, this little stretch of land. There's, there's not. There's not many ladies here. Speaking
1: of which, I want to talk about um, <laughs> what many, are you reading right now.
0: What I'm reading? The
1: Alabaster Girl.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm re-reading, uh, rereading Alabaster Girl by Zan Perion. I would say infinitely and definitely my favorite book of all time. Yeah, it's very... Just no no doubt about it, man. It's such a good book. The, the premise, for people that don't know, it's about a man who uh, dedicated his life to women. Grew up in uh, in, the, in a very, kind of like a cabin in Canada. Extremely poor. Left Canada at like 14 or 15 years old. And just, or excuse me, left his home and just went exploring. Explored the world and never looked back. Um, and it's basically his adventures, his travels, what he learned on this giant journey. It's a, it's all it's all true by the way. It's not a it's not fiction. And he's a very poetic writer. And I'm rereading it again because I think it's so important. I think just the concepts that he uses, right? He talks about what it is to be a man, what it is to see what true beauty is. We talked about yesterday. You know, I when and approached uh, that girl on the beach. Yeah. And. You know, obviously, I make fun of you, but you use uh, the term, you know, she's got that feminine energy, dude. Got that feminine energy. That's one way of putting it. I, I just think that, that she was just kind of a beautiful person. And for some reason, I just had this strong inclination to just go and talk to her. And she was just sitting by herself on a Tuesday afternoon at at the beach. And super pretty girl, easily the prettiest girl in that little patch that we were at you know that little stretch of land so i had to go say hi I had to go talk to her <laughs> i just think it was i just think it's my responsibility you know if not me who else
1: you know i'm gonna leave it for it's just, some it's just like when you're hiking and you, you you okay you arrive in this waterfall right and if you don't jump in this water like you, if you don't do the jump um uh, your whole day is ruined because you you went all the way there you saw the waterfall you like and it's you versus you and it's like you you lost to yourself if you don't um, if you're not brave I just think it's it's
0: gotten to the point where you know Luke talks about it a lot when talks about reverse approach anxiety like I almost get anxiety if I don't approach instead of having anxiety if I do approach one of my favorite quotes of all time is, uh, "You can sleep when you're dead." <laughs> you know, if you're gonna live, live fully, live truly. Yeah. Well, the main thing. And is... And don't reg- like just like if I didn't do that, right? If I didn't go talk to this beautiful girl on the beach, my whole day would have been ruined. I would have my, my whole brain would have just been like, "You're a pussy. You're yeah, well, you're the, this. You're the that." Is you're-
1: you have to make a decision, I think. So you either. You decide to approach or you don't but definitely uh, I try to avoid being in that stage of like oh I want to approach but I'm not approaching and then like looking at her it gives a very weird uh, vibe I will say so I, it's when I see a girl that I'm attracted to I either decide to approach or not depending usually on socially conditions or or even if I'm not really feeling like so yeah. that's the main thing about yeah
0: it's um it's interesting too because, <laughs> I mean, all of my friends are, are uh, you talk about social conditioning, all my friends are socially conditioned to be that way, you know? All of us are socially conditioned to be that way. So it's very interesting when uh, when the girl is almost shocked that I'm, I'm there in the first place. But this girl was not, which I think is hilarious. I think that's like a true sign of beauty is that she... She was not shocked at all that I
1: went, went over and talked to her. That's the thing, she was alone at the beach. Most girls, when they are alone at the beach, and she was giving a very receptive vibe. She was, you know, kind of, like, saying, okay, like, I'm, I'm alone here, and she was nodding cell phone. she was just alone looking around, so... She was giving off the vibe of, you know, that's why I said this feminine energy of, you know, reception... Uh, kind of... Uh, almost as if she, she wanted someone to talk to her. Obviously not. I don't Any. think
0: she. I don't know if she. I don't think she wanted someone to talk to her. And we're probably overanalyzing this a ton. Mm, yeah. But uh, probably, probably. I overanalyze. That, I think uh, you guys. <laughs> you do, and it's not a bad thing at times. At times. Not
1: used to the podcast structure, yet,
0: but yeah. Yeah, and used. this is just a skill, new skill we're developing, man. And it's. Uh, I think the more conversational, the less, almost the more we forget that this thing is even here. Yeah. This microphone, this this uh channel the more we forget that we're talking to x number of people i think the better because i think yeah, it allows it's us to be a yeah I mean,
1: it definitely is allows. lot time we want to hear about the information we we record we don't we don't want to like care too much about how other people are going to perceive this or judge this. yeah
0: yeah I, I i just uh i think being and obviously it's a term that we've used a lot but just being free from out free from the outcome exactly. you know yeah. just taking a step back and being like okay what are we really doing here we're just we're just talking that's all it is exactly. it's ta- we're talking and this uh device is a medium through which we are able to uh record and broadcast to other people around the world and i think that is uh I think it's powerful, I think it's useful, I think it is, um, I think it's especially helpful in terms of developing who we are, too. Because most of the time, you know, if, uh, if this becomes more popular, which I don't really care if it does or it does not, but if it does, there is a certain expectation for us to say exactly what we mean you know so if I say if I talk about you know how many approaches I do or I talk about you know who I am or how charming I am there is a certain le- level of expectation I hold upon myself to be that person you know not just say what I not just say words but to really you know be that person and that's one of the things that's why I'm rereading is this book is to really just just hammer in those last and final thoughts, you know, those little tweaks that I need to do to be more enchanting, to be more adventurous, to be more curious, to be more charming, right? Yeah. To be the, the scoundrel, to be the bandit, the gypsy, the the lone wolf, whatever you want to call it. I think these are important qualities, and I think uh, and I think the one of the that's probably the main reason I'm reading this book, is because. Like I am the sculpture, right? And I see other sculptures, I'm like, whoa, I like what that sculpture sculpture is doing. I like how that sculpture's posing. I like how, you know, what qualities that sculpture possess. I want those qualities. And now I'm just kind of being the architect and shaping those onto me.
1: Yeah. Just like acting. Acting is, you know, um inherent. Is the word exist in English? Adherent. Inherent to oh, inherent. like existence, so we, we are all human a character. Well, yeah, I mean, we so. could talk about, like, what is performance, right?
0: Is this a performance? Are we performing right now, you know? Is, uh, am I, am I performing as if someone I'm not? Or am I performing as if someone I think I am? You know, Alan Watts talks a lot about, you know, famous philosopher Alan Watts talks about, you know, what is the self? The self is whatever we perceive it to be. If I think I am, you know king of America and I walk around like that there's gonna be I'm going to attract certain things into my life yeah as if I was you know walking around trying to be you know mr. charming right it's gonna attract you know certain things into my life there's gonna be wanted things and unwanted things and I think it's just uh, at this point in my life just trying to create that best possible me Trying to create that best possible self, the one that create that attracts only positivity into my life.
1: We're getting really deep here, <laughs> getting very deep here. And um, yeah, I think I think one thing that uh, me and you are going through right now is we are going towards our independence, not only emotionally but financially. Yeah. And that's um, a very important step to assume a character, whatever character we want to be. Because we first have to be completely independent and then, you know, um, Seven Habits of Fight Effective People talks about this in the beginning of the book. Uh, The first stage, you're dependent and then independent and then interdependent. That's when you you start um, doing great things. Because um, to, to any 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 great achievement in humanity was achieved by a group of humans. They got together and, with interdependence, they um, they they combined their work to achieve something. So, but um, yeah, I feel like we, we both, me, you, Marvin, and, and Chris, are going through this, this phase this of achieving uh, the achieving independence, independence also, which which is not. Necessarily before the interdependence, because we live in an interdependent world. So yeah, I um,
0: I think uh, yeah, it's a weird time, man, for sure. <laughs> and uh, I don't know exactly. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: How do you feel if you have to put into words? Uh, so, you, you lived for four years in a fraternity. <clears throat> birth, I did, I did that shit. And, okay. you know, you had a lot of fun. Obviously, there is some, some uh, stereotype that goes around fraternity and whatever. But um, <clears throat> the fact is, you had a lot of fun. You had a very free four years. You uh, met a lot of people. You lived a very different life than you're living now, that you're in adult life living in LA and we in a neighborhood that it's mainly old people not old but like 40 year old people um, from other cultures Um, it's not the college vibe anymore you know uh, it's definitely a hard time in your life not not worse or better but just hard tougher and you want that but um anyways what do you have to say what do you have to say about that put it into words the transition yeah how, how feeling. The,
0: or? yeah the transition is interesting I don't I, th- I like how you put it I don't think it's it's uh, better or worse I find it just to be a new uh, phase or a new chapter like college was a new chapter for me you know four years ago I go to uh, I come from this place where you know, I, I used to run the town, and not run it in a sense, but like, I had a sense of entitlement for being in that town for so long, right? right. So I grew up in the same town for for about, what, seven, 17, 18 years, right. and then I moved to a place where I know no one or very few people, and I'm expected uh, to thrive, and I don't think... And I definitely didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't thrive for a long time. I would say it took the next at least two years to really thrive in that environment. And by thrive, well, I mean.
1: Also, you were 17, so, 18 years old. Yeah,
0: I'm 17, 18 years old. I'm confused. I'm lost. But but to go into a place that you'd never been before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I was at a, a place, a point in time where I had I had. I've traveled very little and now I'm expected to go to this place and thrive in a in an environment where there's just as many lost and confused kids as myself there's l- very little guidance and luckily I was at a place where the the university kind of selects the I would say like the what like the top 5% of all students across the world to thrive, those kids are like the most adaptable. Those kids are the most, you know, quote, quote, unquote, intelligent. Whether it be emotional intelligence, whether it be, you know, book smart, street smart. And luckily, I had those people. So I looked a lot to my peers, and they looked a lot to me. But for that first year, for that first two years, I struggled a ton. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it was important to struggle. Because oh, it
1: only made me a better person. I'd it like only. To add something. Yeah, go for it. Just real quick, yeah. And, and no matter what people say about fraternities, but I really like the logic of um, uh, Big Brother. That the fact that you, you, when you're 18 years old uh, and you're a freshman, you have a senior or junior guy, a guy with like 20, 21, sometimes 22 or even older, um, looking after you, yeah. you know, uh, mentoring you. Uh, that, that went through what you're going through right now and that's what I think is missing right now in uh, the adult life and I don't know someone should create a mentoring program if you're, if you're 40 years old and you, you have a lot of money and you you don't know like, where to invest this money and you want to help humanity I don't know um, and just, just like make an impact
0: yeah that's so. a great idea because uh I mean, yeah, you know, the mentors that I had in college were great, but not, uh, you know, and then eventually I got to be that mentor, and I'm still in contact with a lot of kids that, you know, that are in college, that do go to Berkeley, or they go somewhere else or wherever, and I, you know, I'll try to send them as much self-development information or, you know, if it's, you know, how to build attraction or if it's, you know, what should I do with my body, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, whatever it is, whatever aspect of life I try to give back. Uh, especially to kids, because, you know, I was probably the most lost and confused out of all of them.
1: Who was your big bro? Uh,
0: Charlie. I had Charlie as my big bro. And he taught me a lot, I think, uh, subconsciously. I don't think we, like, we never would sit down and have long conversations. At
1: the end, that's how you read it. But that's, you I, I learned amazing.
0: I learned by watching yeah. the kind of person he so was. and he, more than if someone, you do that. Because, yeah. You know? Yeah, he had an energy to him that um, was definitely an energy and, a, and a, a groundedness. And which is kind of funny because they're kind of words that could go both, you know, that could go either way. They're kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But he had such an energy and a, and a groundedness to him that that was really... Balanced. A, it was admiring. You know, I admired that those qualities in him. Very uh, inspiring as well. And I really appreciated that. Um, and so I try to talk to him every once in a while. I'll give him a call. He gives me a call and catch up on life. Um, but I, yeah, I really appreciated, you know, I really appreciate the person he is. I don't agree with a lot of the things he does, but I appreciate the, the person that he is. Um, which I think that's that's... I think that's probably the most important. Yeah. To answer your real question, right, you go through this whole fraternity, I go through this whole fraternity four years, um, you know, I'm, I'm regarded in college as kind of like one of the the main guys to talk to, you know, one of the main people to hang out with, one of the main people to learn from. I'm kind of regarded as the mentor from younger guys because I, I love to give back. Uh, you know, Marvin and I were very much that way in college, and I really appreciated it. I think it's taught me a lot about leading. But now that I'm here, right, and I'm away from that scene, and I'm now in, uh, now in L.A., now you know, in Santa Monica, Culver City. Um, you know, I kind of miss that, and uh, you know that's why I, I emailing companies, emailing, you know, different people, just looking for mentorship. I'm gonna sit down with this woman tomorrow. Her name's Jennifer Day, and she's a wellness coach. And so I'm gonna sit down with her tomorrow and see uh, exactly what it is um, that I can offer her in any way. And I just reached out, and you know, luckily she was more than happy to sit down with me. And well, you know, we'll see what happens from there. But you know, I'm really looking for mentorship or some guidance, somewhere to put my energy. You know. And I think once I'm able to to do that, I just know that, that good things will happen from there. Because I'm already in a great state. I just need I just have a ton of energy and nowhere to put it, no opportunity to to uh, to employ. So and I'm sure you feel the same way, you know, we've been talking a lot, whether, you know, most of the time you know, off air, off podcast. Uh, about you know somewhere
1: finding somewhere to put that
0: energy where would you put your energy
1: yeah the thing is uh we have to you know we have to be aware and uh finding a good job is is not it's just not easy yeah it's very simple yeah finding like a like a good place to energy like a good mentor to have someone you can really trust you know because i mean like yeah there's a lot of jobs if you want whatever job just like 90 percent of the population uh, they have we, whatever jobs. There, yeah. they have a lot but
0: but i want a place to grow yeah a place and to learn a place to cultivate new skills exactly. and grow as a human being you know
1: yeah so so yeah and um it's a very simple process, but at the same time very hard. Yeah. In a way that I know the next step. I know that you know, like, just the next step is applying for more jobs, doing more research about jobs, maybe hiring a professional or career coach, and Learning you know, him, talking you know? to people that, that I know that might have. And, um, and yeah, it, it requires a lot of patience. And, like how life is man Yeah, you know? we have to sometimes come here to the beach and remember that all of our problems at the end are re- relevant in near this uh, immense ocean
0: this yeah nature. we're looking out on this ocean you got to think that you know problems are uh problems are all relative it's all what you think it is and obviously you know reading Awaken the giant within. Tony Robbins hates that word problems. Says use the word challenges
1: instead. When we use problems, we focus on the problem. And because of law of attraction, I don't know if 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 whoever is listening to it is familiar with it, but because of law of attraction, if you're focusing on something, you get. Yeah, check out Esther
0: Hicks for that law of attraction. Esther Hicks. But yeah, you get more of that. You attract, you attract what you are. So if you have more problems, you're only gonna attract more problems, right? If you got challenges, you're gonna attract new challenges, right? And that's a way different way of looking at the world. I look here at this vast ocean and I see these waves, right? And some some people look at the waves as, as a problem, right? The wave's gonna get the, you know, their body wet, it's gonna get the suit wet, whatever. I look at it as a challenge. What, how, can I can I jump over the wave? Can I channel the wave? Can I use the wave for my advantage? You know? If you
1: try to run from the wave, you get <laughs> catch by it. You get fucked. But if you affect <laughs> you <laughs> if you, if you the wave, and that's the philosophy of surfing, really. Uh, I talked to a professional surfer in Brazil, and he was telling me how you know that's why um, a lot of surfers or surfers in general, they're known for being having this very chill vibe, very relaxed, and usually very attractive people. Not because of physical uh, features, but because of their energy that they, they give. And it's basically you know surfing. You when you see a wave, you you don't want to run from it. You don't wanna transform the wave into a problem or something in your head. The wave is there. You can transform it into whatever you want. So if you, if you see the wave as, you know, let me see what's the next wave. Oh, that wave is coming. Okay, let me, let me, let me cross the wave. And then you jump and you cross and it's so simple. At the end, it's just water. You know? Yeah. Um, and that wave's gonna crash one
0: way or another. You can duck under it, you can go through it, but that wave is gonna crash. Might as well use it to your advantage. You know? You just go with the flow man, just Going with the
1: flow. Either way, man. See the nature how nature huh? how nature doesn't stop you. Yeah. nature doesn't give a fuck. fuck. One more time, one more time. You can do whatever the fuck you
0: wanna do. <laughs> Your wings gonna crash. I think we had a little interruption, a little phone call there. Um, Rafael is just saying that you know nature will will fuck you. It will fuck you. If you want it to, or nature will be as beautiful as you want it to. You got to channel it. You got to use it. And if we use, and if we use these waves as a metaphor for life, we realize that we realize that life is is pretty precious, pretty beautiful, and uh, the circumstances don't change. The circumstances don't change. There's rich people uh, that are very depressed. And that there are poor people that are happy, happy as, as fuck. fuck. Was, yeah. Like right now, we're we're kind of I would say we're on the poor spectrum. <laughs> we're on the the poor spectrum. We don't have a whole lot of uh, capital wealth. We don't have a lot of financial prosperity, and yet, probably two of the happiest people. Why? We live life. We're adventurers. We're we're conquerors. We do things other people wouldn't. We do say things other people shouldn't. You know. And I think that is a powerful effect. A powerful effect. Makes me happy as fuck. Happy as fuck, man. Super appreciative of, uh, of being here right now, being on the beach. And I think that's where we're going to leave it. Any final words?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Jeffrey underscore Dean. And Rafael at Rafael Grata. Rafael Grata. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, stay blessed. Love you all.